show, me and Jess. How you doing, Jess? Doing well. I'm very thankful that Mama K um, opens this up because I would just be like, um, okay, well, now let's start. But she, she has an opener plan, so. <laughs> Everybody, let's talk. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have to, One, two, I kind of try to get Brennan in my head a little bit. Uh, I'm pretty sure I fail at the end every time, but we'll see what happens. I'm going to, you know, give it a whirl. Uh, it's a nighttime thing and I'm very tired. So let's, <laughs> let's do this. Tonight, uh, we're going to review the new Jason Statham film called The Beekeeper, which um, I don't know how much you knew about it Jess anything from I saw previews yeah I might have seen trailers but honestly I can't remember yeah um we were talking about this earlier there's just there's not a whole lot out in the theaters right now and I mean a lot of it is Oscar reruns so there's literally nothing new. yeah you're right and then there's also some TV series that's out in the theaters. Is that happening near you too? Like I can't remember what it is, but Oh, really? I don't think I've they're seen showing, that. Yeah, they're showing four episodes of some I think it's a streaming show and I was just like, okay, this is getting weird. I can watch movies at home, but I go to the movies to watch TV. This is all. This is all too much for me. <laughs> um So anyway, so we both ended up at The Beekeeper for whatever reasons. Um Basically, I think you know what you're going to get when you walk into a Jason Statham movie. I don't think there's ever a surprise. Um, this might be my first Jason Statham movie. What else is he in? Really? You know, I would like to say I can name things, but they all have names like the beekeeper. You know, they're all like <laughs> some dude who's going to come in and... Uh, uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but if you've seen one, you've seen them all. Um, it's okay, this movie with another name. I've not seen The Meg. I've not seen The Transporter. I've not seen The Expendables. I've not seen The yeah. Meg 2. I've not yeah. seen The Expendables 2. I've not seen Fast and Furious. So this is my first movie. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you didn't know what to expect in this. Did you think you were seeing something like, I don't know, Secret Life of Bees? Or uh, you're going to go and have, like, gin cocktails called The Bees Knees? I, I had all I kinds of I was hoping to come home with a couple facts, like you know queen bee and and what she does and maybe like honey production and <laughs> yeah we got none of that none i mean we that. did get some queen bee stuff but it was sort of like you know the corny reference that you expect from a movie like this well this movie stars um jason statham and some other actually bigger names that i had some expectation for we've got jeremy irons is in this movie felicia rashad uh we find that she's not in there for very long um Josh Hutcherson, who is famous from the Hunger Games, um, right? Hunger Games movies, yeah. yeah. And um, even Minnie Driver is in this movie, which I don't think I've seen her in a movie since, I don't know. It's been a while. Um, so you're thinking, okay, maybe this is going to be all right. But we'll see if it's all right or not. We're going to get into spoilers as it is. Uh, the Beekeeper... Um, a short synopsis of the beekeeper is one man's brutal campaign for vengeance takes on national stakes after he is revealed to be a former operative of a powerful and clandestine organization known as beekeepers. Clandestine. That's a word I've never heard of before. (laughs) Secret. Wow. Maybe we should have a spelling bee here. Spell clandestine. A spelling bee. (laughs) Use it in a sentence. <laughs> Use clandestine in a sentence that you didn't just read off of IMDb. <laughs> um, 
yeah so that's that's where we're that's where we're heading in this movie and also i remember that there was like when i saw one of the first trailers for it there was you know the words that came up like boom boom and it was expose expose the corruption protect the hive and i was like this might be really about bees so i actually um, kind of thought it was about bees too yeah, I'm I'm keen on bees, and I do like to learn learn some things. We we're just getting ready to go on a trip, and one of the adventures is to oh, go another vacation. To another vacation. <laughs> don't talk Don't talk about my vacations like this. This might be the last one. <laughs> this might be the last one. Um, yeah, we were going to go and see like honey production in some foreign island country, uh, but I kind of got voted down. Nobody else was keen on that, and I was like... Uh, I, well, if I was I, invited to this vacation, I totally would have went. I mean, options are open. So <laughs> if you don't have anything to do in a couple weeks for a week, we could go to see some honey production. But um, <laughs> there is honey production in The Beekeeper. When we first walk into this movie, uh, we see Jason Statham as an actual beekeeper. The suit and everything. Uh, and he has all the hives, and I don't really understand why he's doing this but he is and he's working out of like some weird shop or garage part of Felicia Rashad's house um, so they obviously have some sort of symbiotic relationship she apparently lost her husband and so now she's by herself and she's uh, the movie kicks off with her going on her computer and doing some financial stuff and then she gets the hack of all hacks it's a nightmare yeah. it's my nightmare right there <laughs> in the theater and i think several times i was like oh no oh hell no no uh-uh and lloyd my husband sitting next to me he's going don't click the button oh my god <laughs> don't click the button so she's she's getting hacked on her computer and she calls a phone number this phone number says you know we're going to clear all this up for you just give us some information another don't ever give your information to anyone mm -hmm. over the phone in person whatever nobody and they get her information they basically clean out everything she has plus she is uh, like the gatekeeper for this $2 million charity that's now been cleaned out. And we see the people doing this and it looks like some sort of weird rave or something. Like, what did you think of like the place where the people were working? Oh my God. Like a total like, all these people house. With yeah. All... <laughs> it was awful. And I was like, I'm like, do this people, is... places like this really exist or is that just exaggerated? Just like, Right. shitty people who are in like a club kind of setting just yeah. trying to take advantage of people and make money. But before right. we talk about that, I do want to say the yeah. first 15 minutes of the movie, I wanted yeah. to claw my eyes out because it was just painfully bad. Where Jason Statham's like, I've never had a family before. Right. You, were the <laughs> you were the only like mother figure I've ever had. And then, and then I think Kyle even told me she's about to die. And I was like, yeah, you're, well, yeah. you're probably right. <laughs> Something has to start the ball rolling. You can't just have Jason Statham saying that and <laughs> nothing happens because of it. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a hallmark for his movies is, they're, is. you know, they're fun, adventure, action kind of things. But he just can't. You cannot let him talk like you can't. <laughs> he can Punch be, someone. If, yeah, you know, shoot it's someone, the Keanu Reeves, John jump Witness off a of it building, all. but just don't talk. <laughs> don't talk. Yeah, um, and the way he—I mean, he's—he's he's a master at killing people, as we see um, in this film. So, 
of course the beekeeper the one who you know his his surrogate mother now uh has been hacked she's so despondent about the whole thing she kills herself which i found to be a really wacky kind of i know way of dealing with that right i, I mean, mean i i get that it happens but it, she just didn't seem like she would do that and i think it was saying like the majority of the money taken was from a charity that she monitors and i guess she just but still it's it's kind of like you just went to the extreme (laughs) you went to the extreme and then there's this whole like if you didn't have somebody like jason statham you know tracking down all these people all this money disappears and you kill yourself what do you look you look guilty like you look like you did something wrong right that is i wouldn't even think about that you're right it doesn't yeah yeah, I was like, if this movie stopped right now, yeah, this movie stops right now. You know, you're you're definitely guilty of stealing money, and I don't know what she would do had done with it, but yeah. So, we find out before from her that she has, I think, a son and a daughter, and it seems like she's very proud of the son, but the daughter not so much, and the daughter's <laughs> in the CIA. She becomes a very pivotal character. Yeah, okay, her daughter, the daughter seems really was so hard to read because first off, her mom just died, and she has no grieving period at all. Zero. And and Zero. then I'm like, okay, so if I were her, I would try to get vengeance on the company that um, screwed her over. But then right. she's like, well, it's against the rules to, to go for the enemy. Like, they have to pay, or like, they have to do it the right way. And I'm just like, right. I didn't, no. she was just so twisty. I did not like where her head was at, at all. It was, it was weird. No, no and I, you're right that she just, I mean, she was laying on the couch one time and she's like, my mom just died yesterday. Okay. That was the extent of anything that she, we, she talked about. And it is really out of character for somebody, I think, to go after the person that's trying to get vengeance for, you know, your mother's death. That seems a, a tad unbelievable, you know, especially since she's, I don't know. I, I, I don't get that they had the best relationship, but mm-hmm. still that's. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. So, so we spend the next forever, um, Jason Statham running through buildings, running through glass, throwing people through glass, stapling a guy's face, which was pretty (laughs) cool. Um, I, I, sometimes I really enjoy how he tortures people. The killing is pretty, you know, quick, but how he tortures people is Yeah, me good. and Kyle were kind of like, this is giving Saw a little bit, just how much he <laughs> enjoys this. Oh, see, I don't know, I don't know the Saw world, so I'm guessing that the main character, the bad character, loves to show oh, yeah. the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but that's, that's innocent people, right? I mean, that, or um, maybe not. I can't remember. I think it, it it's, you, you're giving a yeah, yeah, yeah. It is innocent people, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And none of these people that we're talking about are innocent. Um, the the whole, all the bad guys situations, the people who are, you know, going around and taking other people's money, it's all head by um, Josh Hutcherson, Hutcherson's character, who is probably one of the most annoying characters I think I've seen in film in a long time. I, He's just, I agree. Ugh. He is just yeah. one of those people that are just major, major ick. So much, yeah, ick, and then just, and I, yeah, and I felt like I couldn't, like, scrape him off my body when I left the theater. I just felt like (laughs) I can't, 
I, the people who were doing, you know, the actual, the making the phone calls and, and stealing the money are terrible people. And then their manager is also Mr. Stapleface, a terrible person. Mr. But then the one guy up from them, you know, he's just awful. And you're like trying to figure out what is going on. And he's, he does this in several places. Apparently it's not just this one discotheque that he uh, runs, but that he's got it in several places. So he's making a lot of money doing this obviously. And so now it's going to be him versus, uh, Adam Clay, the, the, um, the, the character played by Jason Statham and a lot of CIA, FBI, secret service. I couldn't keep them straight. Honestly, there were so many people and Jason Statham, just all of them, just, just, yeah. He could literally take out the entire world. Like they're, some of it was even yeah. just so fake, just the fighting. I mean, not some of it, majority of it. You're like, how could one punch be that impactful in this scene? <laughs> and it's just like not, nothing added up. Well, and it was the classic, there's seven guys. Or like seven the very guys. last scene where he's trying to kill that one guy. And he basically <laughs> like killed him five times over, but he he's right. still alive and well. Like, right. nothing added up. Yeah, that was giving shades of, like, the born identity or something like that. Like, you're not dead yet. You're not dead yet. You're not dead yet. And yet he killed, you know, 150 other people on the way to that guy seemingly pretty easily. Like, And literally know, they just died. because they were in his way. They were in his way. And it's the classic <laughs> where there's, like, seven people around you getting ready to fight you. Why do they always fight the good guy one at a time? Like, that's why you guys lose. You guys all stand around looking and then, you know he's fighting one or two guys at a time and then the other guys are like oh, okay it's my turn my turn to get in. my turn to get in so it, this is just you know i don't know that there's anything exciting or new about the way the fighting was done except for staple face that was pretty funny no. um except for that um i don't think there's anything new or exciting about it um i i feel like the best part of the movie was um the daughter's like partner like the guy whoever he was right he was so hot i think he was hotter than jason Ah! (laughs) Uh, well yeah i i would agree with that i think that he he had something about him he was um i mean he was a good guy right i mean he's he was trying to maintain order and everything but he was also sort of he was the realistic person in in the relationship between him and her and you notice when they were at their cia desks or fbi or whatever they're cia right i i think i don't know um there were like 11 cups of coffee and boxes of twinkies and i'm like who is what is this (laughs) why did they why did they do that and they kept showing the that over and over again i'm like why are they doing this one guy the guy opened up like three cups of coffee in a row sitting at his desk i'm like is this bad editing or are they just trying to say these people run on it's just probably just a really bad setup editing just like (laughs) movie setup of what of what these offices look like i I, they were kind of flirty so i was like are they together or are they not but then it kept being like oh i need to pick up my kid or something or talk to his kid and i'm like okay so clearly like Obviously, he has kids, but, like, I guess they weren't together, but they were definitely, like, flirty-ish. 
I don't know, Jess. I think you saw a little bit into that. I think you might have really like liked this character a lot. And you were just oh, like, I did like him a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, maybe he's being flirty. Hmm. That's also attractive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed him. I was uh, glad. I'm not going to worry about a spoiler here that, you know, he didn't get killed. So because it got to the point where I was like, they're, they're killing a lot of people. And then they toward the end they kill somebody like pretty specific and i'm like oh my god this they're gonna they're not letting up on on this they're just gonna go <laughs> crazy is there anyone left <laughs> no well so we find out i mean the craziest thing this movie's plot is just it's first of all it's awful the beginning is awful because yeah. it seems like it could totally happen and a horrible situation to get your all your money taken basically and your identity stolen all of that that seems very realistic. And then we go, we start sliding into the movie. And then we get to the point where there's like sort of a denouement where there's, we find out that the um, Josh Hutcherson's character's mother is the president of the United States. And her name is Jessica. And she's like 55. <laughs> I'm like, have you, have you met a middle-aged a Jessica. Jessica before? Like, that's... Interesting. That's a millennial staple name not like maybe a little bit of an ex but definitely not a boomer name yeah and she's definitely a boomer because he's he's probably what a, gen, a z he's probably a z yeah he's, he's I'm thinking z. Of the sun. yeah but i'm just like yeah. oh. have you ever heard of a boomer named jessica <laughs> <laughs> also president jessica i mean i'm nothing against you but i just don't see that happening right now so <laughs> no president Je she was she's a redgrave so she's like from a family of act actors and actresses and um she was fine for what she was but i think the surprise that she was actually president of the united states we see her for a little bit before we find out what she is and she's she's kind of just like her son she seems like a kind of a rag and then we find out that she's president and i was just like oh no 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 this is not this is not what we're doing we're not gonna have a female president and have her be a total criminal basically because yeah. the money that he was that her son was making from uh you know stripping people of their money went to her campaign and that's how she he's saying that's how she won the presidency who knows um <laughs> and we find all this out in another super unreal piece that happens that they go to her their house like on martha's vineyard or something like that and now they're having like this clown party I don't know what that was. Like, oh yeah, what, I don't know what that was, was either. That was no the craziest idea what thing. What kind of party that was? I don't know. Some sort of a celebration, right? But there were people there that were dressed like I think they were literal clowns there, and then people dressed up very like chic, like they were going to a dinner party and in tuxes, and yeah, I don't know what was happening with that. Um, super unrealistic because the secret service is there but nobody was ever with the president except for her little secretary with the bun and clipboard and i was like this doesn't seem very realistic it seems like they want the president to die like they want they want somebody to assassinate the president yeah. um and so Jason, and of course, Jason Statham finds his way to this house. And the CIA agents are also there, our friends that we've known the whole movie, the hot guy and the chick that maybe is... Wait, we, we never talked about his, um, 
I don't know what it is, like his mentor, who is Scar. <laughs> oh, Scar, right. Forgot about Scar. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy Irons is there. And he he used to be the head of the CIA like 15 years ago or something like that. Yeah, and he basically um, and he, is like, kid, the beekeeper's coming after you. You're fucked. Nothing I can do. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I love that because the he was he was supposed to be, I don't, I kind of, I guess he was a mentor. At first I thought he was his dad or his stepdad or, or something or, like that. Then I that. thought like he was trying to get with his mom and he's trying to be a father figure. I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand that relationship at all, but I do like the fact that he was just like, oh, I know this, you know, I know these people. They're called the beekeepers. You're a dead man. Like, you, <laughs> you might as well just go and, you know, look him in the face because you're dead. You're a dead guy. Yeah. And of course, the of course, Josh Hutcherson's character is just like, nah, man, I'm going to go get my skateboard and get myself a cappuccino and some sushi. And, you know, he's just <laughs> so so weird right like do who acts like that um i know yeah it's, so it's jeremy irons is character yeah like oh jeremy irons is there and playing the bad guy because i guess that's what he does since he played scar um and he tries to stop he tries to stop um adam clay jason statham's character from doing stuff but he gets his hand pulled back a little bit looks like it might hurt a little bit just kind of gets pulled back a little bit by jason statham and he's like ah okay go ahead go in there go in the room with the president you almost just killed me my hand is hurting so bad right now <laughs> what a pussy character i mean honestly he just kind of slinked off to the side did you notice he's kind of like slinked out in the hallway like i don't belong here anymore <laughs> Go <laughs> Goodbye. Here. Bye. I'm gonna exit, exit yeah. stage left right here. Kind of in a scar manner, actually, when you <laughs> think about it. Um, yeah, so everyone's barricaded. The president's barricaded in the room with their son and the current head of the CIA. I don't know who that other guy was. There was another guy. Yeah, I think him? he's the current head. F something like that. Anyway, he's got to die, right? He's got to die, mm -hmm. so... Um, yeah, he gets shot in the head. Um, and that's the, that is the time that the president realizes, oh my God, this is terrible. And my son is awful because finally, I, not, not everything that's happened before this, but yeah, it's just at, this moment at that point. Yeah. Otherwise she's in there smoking cigarettes with him, getting a little kind of weird mommy sexual with him, which I didn't <laughs> care for that at all. Um, no. yeah, it was, it gave, that's another Ick. I guess we're gonna giving mm -hmm. this movie two icks so far. Um, <laughs> we, we have to tell Brennan we're gonna start grading things on the ick factor, the ick scale, the ick <laughs> scale. Yeah. Ooh. Um. So you know, Jeremy Irons comes in after. There's one really big bad guy that's really tough, and I didn't the, know. Yeah, the one that like is unkillable. Unkillable. This is the man that has been. He's like stab, stab again. Stab one more time. Break your hand. Crack your neck open. <laughs> stab, stab. And he's still just like pops right back It's like right a video up. game where you're like beating the boss and like <laughs> you're killing him, but like, and the, like his life isn't going down and you're like, this is rigged. <laughs> yeah. That's what's happening here. And you, I mean, because you know, you know, Jason Statham's going to win, but you're just like, this has been going on for checks watch. 
at least three and a half <laughs> minutes now. You know, he's been he's been killing him for that long. And the thing that actually <laughs> does it, do you want to tell what how he how he actually like gets him? I literally don't remember. <laughs> he, <laughs> he kicks out his leg, which only makes sense because he has a prosthetic leg, which I did not know about up until this point. Like they never were like this is a really bad guy. Also, he has a prosthetic leg. So he kicks the prosthetic leg off of him. So now he's beating literally a one-legged man. And <laughs> that's when we finally get the kill is when he's, I guess, KO. completely off balance and he's a monopod, you know, getting beaten up. So he finally gets killed. Go into the room, try to negotiate with the son. You're not negotiating with the son. And... He just, he kills him. He kills the, he kills the son. And then now everybody's though is still after Jason Statham, even our, you know, our friend, the CIA person, Veronica and her, her cute, you know, counterpart. Um, and they're still after him. Like this is, that's the most unbelievable. Well, one of the most unbelievable things in this movie. So she does let him go at the end and he puts on a scuba suit that he, uh, cleverly put you know on the ground before that and now he's going out into the ocean maybe we'll see yeah, him again he, he just dives off do you end. think this is going to have a sequel jess i think it probably will i think it was set up for it like he got away yes he's, he's now going to be in new zealand with like a bunch of bees <laughs> another fake mom and then something's gonna happen maybe it'll be a fake dad this time <laughs> Oh, yeah, maybe fake dad. <laughs> yeah, a fake dad, and the dad is always, like, you know, helping him put with his car. And... and now he's like, oh, I've never had a father figure before. <laughs> Jason, yeah, he had two points in this movie. One was the one that you pointed out in the very beginning when he talked about the father figure, but there was another one where he was, they caught him in a jail cell or something. Am I not remembering this correctly? I don't remember jail cell. Maybe it wasn't a jail cell, but he was in a room and people were questioning him and he had this long monologue that was like four sentences long, which is long for him. And I thought, <laughs> oh God, he's got to stop talking because he's <laughs> stop talking. not a good actor. It's like watching any of anybody. It's like watching John, you know, Keanu Reeves' John Wick. You just want him not to say anything. Uh, it's like watching an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Please don't talk. Um he a... just looks like a G.I. Joe. Like, he's just an action figure, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> action figure who <laughs> finds himself in these really strange situations. So, yeah. um, I mean, it was almost, I think it was almost two hours. I think it was 145, something like that. Um, it, people were fighting for about one hour and 40 minutes of it. So, it was a lot <laughs> of fighting. Um, yeah. And Very action-packed. Really action-packed. And then the other part that wasn't action-packed was basically the Las Vegas disco place where people were <laughs> stealing other people's money. So, um, yeah, you know what you're getting when you walk in, at, at least now you do Jess. So, um, yeah. And it, I had high hopes seeing it was 75% Rotten Tomatoes and I'm like, okay, maybe this really? would be as bad. I'm pretty sure it was. Wow. And, I, and that's why what made me more reluctant to go see it. And I and I was being optimistic and I was like the writing is so bad. The plot <laughs> is so bad. Like this is just like 
bad, like, bad quality movie all over it. Yeah. And then me and Kyle were talking and saying, like, nowadays we feel like movies are just either really bad or just, like, really artsy. And not the kind to, like, that artsy indie stuff. So it's, like, these two extremes where Jason is just, oh, I'm going to kill people and is just fighting the entire time. Or it's just, like... A picture of a flower with, like, hallelujah <laughs> music and, like, someone with, like, a bad outfit saying this bad, this huge monologue. Like, it's, it's those two extremes. And I'm glad Brennan's not here to argue with me with this because I know that he would. But I really feel that way. That's where movies are going to. Like, I want something in the middle. Like, a regular movie. Are you the thinking- rising action and a climax and a falling action and a resolution, like a normal movie. So, like a so, are you thinking like a rom com movie or just something like, even if it's action, something more like Raiders yeah, of the Lost Ark that just action. has action. Let's just like something normal. Yeah, something that has. I mean, the action movies, you know, especially the recent ones, are really just a bunch of people going around killing other people. That's it, and there's no, there's you- no depth. There's no like real like yeah. heavy plot it's it's really just nonsense it's it's nonsense and a bunch of bees had to sacrifice themselves for this movie that's just <laughs> yeah unacceptable for the bees i didn't see the thing at the end that said you know no bees were harmed making this <laughs> film which i think that they shouldn't be harmed anyway um yeah uh i probably though there were a couple I mean there's a little bit of depth in this movie that I think we're not really touching on which is bees versus hornets so you have to kind of think about it going in I guess but the the big bad guy the one with only one leg dressed in this big yellow coat a lot of times looking like the man in the yellow hat with Curious George and um, (laughs) I think that is supposed to be a metaphor for you know the beehive versus you know hornets and but yeah it can't be that deep like it just can't be because there's nothing to this movie uh the director i, of this, I didn't even get there <laughs> <laughs> well i'm trying you know as i'm watching i'm like okay i have to try to i know i'm going to be reviewing this so i have to try to think of something uh, beyond okay people die it's just a die movie it's just a die movie um the the director of this movie also directed Suicide Squad, which I don't know if you saw that. Were you on the podcast? No. For that? Yeah, Suicide Squad. No. So um, he's had movies that have more story, I guess, behind them. Um, this just this wouldn't this wouldn't work as a story like that because you'd have to have your main character talking more, and we can't have that. So, uh, no, Jess like and- the. The whole story is really just vengeance. It is totally vengeance. Protect That's the it. hive. The queen is, you know, uh, and and there was one time when he said, the, "If the queen produces bad offspring, you have to off the queen" or something like that. And I'm like, is that true? I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's yeah, okay. true in the bee world. Um, yeah, see, I'm with these you. Are the facts we didn't get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm told. I am totally with you about the. Can we just have some normal movies because everything seems everything seems really i think you you need a middle budget movie to do something you know that's more just sort of middle of the road kind of 
thing and i don't mind a middle of the road movie i want to walk out of a movie sometimes feeling good saying that was entertaining i did not have to think about it i just enjoyed myself um yeah that just doesn't happen very often that's why i'm probably going to go see argyle because i don't think that anyone's taking that very seriously and um (laughs) it has a cute cat in it so i'll probably go and see that um we've talked about the ick factor two icks what do you think about are we are we going to recommend this to anybody would not recommend maybe like a 11 year old that has adhd i think it's rated r though i don't think an 11 year old's gonna be able to get uh, into damn. this movie well i guess maybe that 11 year old who's now 21 who is it still has adhd <laughs> Yeah, and it's probably an 11-year-old boy, let's be honest. But yeah, <laughs> I, I'm i not going to recommend this either, just because I think you can see any other Jason Statham movie and probably have the same uh, feeling or thought process for it. So um, that's that. We right now have our little tournament going on on the Instagram, Brennan underscore pod host. Um, and you can go and vote every day of the workday week and pick your favorites. I uh, notoriously lose this badly every year. So let's see what happens. Um, I'm not gonna <laughs> pander for your vote, but if you go in and you see something with me attached to it, feel free to click on that one. Uh, so you can find us at, on Instagram at Brendan underscore Podhost and on Facebook at Films with the Women of My Life. We have a YouTube channel. You can also go there and listen to any episodes that you've missed in the past. And we're always looking for recommendations, uh, maybe for a movie that's somewhere in the middle of the road that Jess and I can review. <laughs> it would be really nice. Yeah. So thanks for uh, chatting with me on this. This is These are always fun. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So until next time, guys, enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole Telesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.